Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly, on 77 WABC, the crown jewel of American radio. We move to and through the week. Tomorrow, of course, is Liberal Nirvana Day in the United States of America. Tomorrow is their one-year anniversary of January 6th, and they have been waiting a year to go on the kind of parade that you're going to see tomorrow. The, the, the Trump hate has been all over the Washington Post. In fact, it's been there since before he was elected president, um, so there's nothing new about that. Uh, but you, you, you've seen some of these articles where at the end of democracy, blah, 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 blah. Oh, the Trump people are so awful, blah, 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 blah. The supporters of Trump, they can't stand it, blah, 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 blah. We hate uh, us Trump supporters, supposedly. We don't like fair elections, supposedly. Yeah. And so you're going to be all of that's all tomorrow, all day long. You saw uh, Merrick Garland cue it up today, claiming he's going to hold those responsible for January 6th riot accountable, whether they were actually present or committed other crimes. And looking for crimes, Merrick. Why don't you go look for Hillary's emails? That's still an open matter, you know. WABC, Talk Radio 77, if you'd like to be part of today's program, 800 848 WABC is the number to call, 800-848-9222. The unelected governor of New York, Kathy Hochul, dressed up in angelic white, delivered her state of the state message, if you could call it that, She wants to, assuming, of course, that she gets elected in her own right, which would be a disaster. Uh, She supposedly is going to recruit and retain more teachers, fortify the state's decimated health care workforce. You know, I guess she's not going to fire people just because of, oh, no, 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 no. And she's going to make life better, do some gun control-friendly things, combat gun violence, which you want to combat gun violence. Well, your your new district attorney in Manhattan wants more gun violence. He's saying bring the guns out, and if you don't hurt anybody seriously, not a problem. You're not even going to get charged for it, so bring your guns. Yeah, that guy. If you listen to Rudy, Rudy answered a lot of the questions that I think most of us have. That no, he cannot on his own, Mr. Bragg, decide he's going to ignore the laws of the city and of the state. But apparently he thinks he can, and he's going to proceed to do it. This thing with Bragg, I'm telling you, this has caught a lot of people's attention. And I am glad it did, this 10-page memo. 
He's not, he single-handedly is going to decriminalize things in New York like prost- prostitution. Oh, it's legal in Manhattan. Just hang out in the corner and just do what you do because we're not going to bother arresting you for it. Marijuana possession, turnstile jumping, trespassing, resisting arrest. There you are. I mean, why in the world should people pay attention to police officers when they're being arrested anymore? Because in Manhattan anyway, because Alvin Bragg says resisting arrest is not nothing wrong with it. Go ahead and resist the police officer. Resist as hard as you can. Resist. And Mr. Bragg continues to say that he's doing all this to make us safer. This convoluted idea that if you stop, if you stop charging criminals with crimes, if you stop throwing criminals in jail for the crimes they commit upon society, then we'll all be safer. This is the kind of lunacy that I just, you know, I'm not trying to call Mr. Bragg any names. I don't know him. He talked about the things in his past that having a gun put to his head or something. And however, this is supposed to speak to that. I don't know, but it's supposed to. Um, this is, this is, Extraordinary. When you have a man single-handedly deciding that the rules and the laws that have been part of this city for decades will no longer apply because he and his ego are going to overturn them. He single-handedly is just going to say, nope, sorry, we're not going to do it. And, And Eric Adams Eric Adams is out making nice. Eric Adams, you better get a handle on this because this is just the beginning. Who runs this city? Is it Mr. Bragg or is it you? He's just going to come in and overturn the laws and you'll say nothing? Yeah, I don't know. This is where we've come California, by the way, Democrats, a California lawmaker has introduced a bill that would reverse the state's Proposition 47. That's their version of what one of the things that Bragg wants to do, decriminalize robbery and behavior. And that's what California's Proposition 47 passed in 2014, reduced shoplifting charges, if it were under 950 bucks from felonies to misdemeanors, the same kind of stuff that Bragg is talking about doing. Well, now a Democrat, one of the Democrats in the state, Democrat Assemblyman Rudy Salas says, we've seen the unintended consequences of Prop 47 weakening our theft laws And I believe California voters are ready to make their voices heard on this issue again. He wants it repealed. Enough is enough. These smash and grab robberies have got to stop, he's saying. Well, in Chicago, 
the police department there, adding 200 more homicide detectives to the force. They've had the most homicides in over a quarter century. 200 new detectives will be brought in, homicide detectives. Chicago ended the last year, 2021, with 797 homicides. And one wonders. By the way, the Pope has weighed in on something, and I'd love to get your reaction to this. The Pope says, Pope Francis, he's critical of couples who he says are adopting pets instead of children. They may have one child, and then from there it's, you know, the dog, the cats, the dog, the cats, and all that as a way of not having any more kids. Or they may not have any kids at all. Just get the dogs and the cats. He says that's selfish. It's a form of selfishness. Today, says the Pope, we see a form of selfishness. We see that some people do not want to have a child. Sometimes they have one and that's it. But they have dogs and cats that can take the place of children. Hmm. And he's urging uh, to adopt people. How many children in the world are waiting for someone to take care of them? Says the Pope. Okay. We're coming back. We will start on the phones. We also have a ton of other news stories to go through. Oh, by the way, did you see yesterday liberals were all upset with the mess? We talked about it on I-95 that shut traffic. Except they were blaming the wrong God. They were blaming incoming Governor Youngking. The liberals were because they just assumed that he had taken office already and they couldn't wait to blame him. Turns out they were wrong. It was still Ralph Northam's problem, and Ralph Northam blamed the drivers. He said, look, we gave you warning, so you should have paid attention. What a mess that was. Traffic didn't get going yesterday until 4 o'clock. There's an article today, I think in the Washington uh, Post or in the New York Times, wondering what it would have been like if that 48-mile traffic jam were filled with nothing but electric cars on the road. Because electric cars were having a bad, by the way, out there too. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdling, 848-WABC, 848-9222. We're coming back after this. Don't go away. Entertaining and informative, James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdling, is on the air. 77 WABC. W-A-B-C Talk Radio 77, James Golden, a.k.a. Mr. Snuddley, with you this afternoon. Manhattan Transfer brings us back. In Chicago, 
Uh, the mayor there, Lori Lightfoot, has warned the teachers who failed to turn up for class. And by the way, they did by the scores today. They failed last night at 11 o'clock. Can you imagine this? 11 o'clock. You're getting your kids are already in bed. You're saying, OK, we're going to send the kids to school tomorrow at 11 o'clock at night. The teachers union there says, um, we're not going to show up tomorrow. We're going to do remote working again because they're worried about COVID. And so that's what they did. They totally screwed the parents in Chicago. Chicago was such a mess. And this teachers union has been out of control for decades. They honestly think these union officials out there think that they run the school system, not the elected officials. So they decided at 11 o'clock last night, we're not going to show up, and they didn't show up. And all kind of confused. Parents are livid. And the the thing about it is Chicago children are not experiencing a rapid increase in the number of COVID cases. It's not happening. This whole thing was unnecessary. Unnecessary to the point that there's an, an, an columnist in the Washington Post today that does something rare, and that's take a slap at the teachers' unions. He says the teachers' unions are in the wrong on COVID-19. Democrats must force them to go back to work. And we'll see whether that happens. Because the Democrats, of course, rely on teachers' unions to supply their campaign money. And so it's a symbiotic relationship that relies on one for power, the other for money. Let's head to the telephones, Rich. Where do we start today? All right, good afternoon, James. Let us begin out on the island in Uniondale and say hi to Cynthia. Cynthia, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Hi, honey. Happy New Year, my Bee Gees man. <laughs> Thank you, and Happy New Year to you, Cynthia. What's up? First of all, the electric cars, I hope they don't last. That's number one. Number two, what was my train of thought? I lost it. No. Uh, that guy, that, that who is that, a DA or something that says let the, let them resist arrest? If yes, resist we're talking arrest. about Manhattan's Alvin Bragg. Right. Yes, yeah. the new if district attorney. Arrest, right. If they re- resist arrest, what's going to happen is the cops are going to shoot them. And then there's going to be a whole big thing again. It's a vicious cycle. It's a bad idea. It's such, he's terrible. He should never be elected. He should be you know, fired. And as far as the teachers' unions go, what happened to those billions of dollars? Are they sitting on it, those, those teachers that don't want to come to work and teach those children, those poor kids in Chicago? Where's that money? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Now, you, you raised all great issues, all great points. And one of the things that Lori Lighthouse is saying is, look, the, the kids, especially minority kids in Chicago, are having real, she said this, achievement gaps are real. And they're affecting kids of color at an exponential rate. But the teachers union told her to go stick that where the sun doesn't shine and anything else that she wants to talk about. Because they're not showing up for work because they don't feel like it. And that's just the way it is. And that's what it's like when you're a Democrat. Where do we go next, Rich? From one island to the next, out to Staten Island and say hi to Sean. 
Hi, Sean. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden. Hello, Mr. Golden. Um, I just have a quick question, then I'll let you go. Um, what's the end game? Um, this uh, ideology that Bragg has, that de Blasio has, uh, uh, Pelosi, I mean, uh, you name it, this, this, you know, soft on crime, do they not see what that will lead to for society? And what, I just want to know the end game, in your opinion. What could that be? Well, that's interesting because I've been asking myself the same question. Do they not see what happens here? The only thing I can tell you is this. If you look into, uh, if you look at the way that other countries handle certain things, for instance, if you look at some of the um, Slavic nations, if you look at some of the Nordic nations, their approach to criminal justice is very different than ours. You don't find uh, life sentences in the way that we do it here. You don't find, um, you find a much more rehabilitative approach. But the problem with trying to emulate Europe is that it never works over here in the United States of America. So the only thing that I can think of is that these guys want to emulate what they see see as an ideal way to stop recidivism. It just doesn't work. And these attempts that they're making to just pretty much ignore, give criminals a pass and ignore criminals, the only thing that it's going to do is exacerbate the crime. And there's going to be more of it. And the fact that Alvin Bragg can't see this is just, it's just stunning. And I don't know beyond that what could be their end game except to totally disrupt society to the point that there is a breakdown in society. What does that accomplish? I do not know. Soros. Soros. Makes a lot of sense. And (laughs) Mr. Bragg is obviously an intelligent, educated man. Okay, I'm just a blue collar guy and I could see, you know, the forest for the trees. Um, Is it that ideology? Is that is it that sick? Are they just puppets for a sick thing to break society down? I mean, yes, we have things to repair and and change, but not drastic like this. There is something so wrong with what he's doing here that I think the American people deserve answers. And I think New Yorkers deserve answers. And I think that because of the way that he came out guns, guns blazing, by the way, with I'm going to do this. No, no, let's talk about things are going to change. I think he has put himself in a position where he is going to have to face voters. And if the only thing I can tell you, folks, you had, we had all better start understanding what the recall process is right now for district attorneys. Because it doesn't look like Mayor Adams is going to raise up against this. He said he's yet to talk with him yet, so let's just let that play out. But if D.A. Bragg continues down this road, he is going to have to be removed from office by you. Period. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, where are we going next? Let's go out to Suffolk County now and say hi to Natalie. Hello, Natalie. How are you? Welcome. Hi. It's so such an honor to talk. How are you today? Um, I'm good. Good. And I, I want to thank you for keeping up Rush's um, legacy. You're doing such a great job. Um, we were devastated when Rush passed and wanted to express my sympathy to you. I mean, you sat next to him. You were side by side. Must have been very hard for you. Um, 
But I was calling regarding the this DA. Um, I have a son that's a police officer in Manhattan. I, I don't understand. You know, he's he's even saying that now gun crime, if you um, armed robbery, is no longer going to be uh, uh, prosecuted. Now, if that's the case, so I thought the leftists—they're gun people. They don't like guns. We got to get rid of guns. So okay, so now a criminal commits armed robbery, has a gun. We're not going to charge him with it. But they're always trying to take the guns away from you and I, the law-abiding citizen and, and gun owners that, are, you know, are rifle gun owners, good gun owners who are careful. Uh, how does that make anybody safer? Uh, and it's just it's, it's pushing their agenda of, of giving us less power. I, look, you raise a point that, I, that struck me yesterday. And that's why when, um, today when Governor Hochul decided, unelected Governor Hochul, says that she's going to put measures in in stopping gun violence. Really? Well, you, you better start talking with your DA friend down in Manhattan because he's encouraging guns. He's encouraging guns to be used in robberies, and he says as long as people aren't hurt seriously, then they don't have to worry about being charged with gun crime. So bring your guns, folks. This is... <laughs> there's no other way to describe it. It is... Almost lunacy. You're begging people to bring their guns out and promising that if they use their guns in the commission of a robbery, then not to worry, you're not going to be charged with a gun crime. This is going to result. If if District Attorney Alvin Bragg gets his way, New York will become, slowly but surely, the most lawless, the most lawless 24-mile stretch of property anywhere in the world. James Golden, a.k.a. Boss Nerdy, back with you after this. Don't go away. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Boss Nerdly, is on 77 WABC. MJ, boy, oh boy, does that bring back memories. <laughs> Rock with you on WABC Talk Radio 77, New York. You know, I talk a lot, my friends, about the... Uh, the culture that we have going on. And you know, this year, the movie Superfly is, it's been 50 years since Superfly came out. And, and, and to a lot of people, there were two movies that were really influential in the way that black culture changed. Uh, Superfly was one, the Mac with Max Julian was another. He just died. Um, and, there, and you want to see it. This is what I, what I talk, we talk about all the time. I talk about it anyway. How there's this glorification of the street life. There's this glorification of these, of hoodlum and criminal behavior. And there's another one of these stories today. They're, they're every day. All you have to do is pick up any publication, whether it is the Daily Mail online, 
whether you go to BizPack Review, AmericanWire.com, whether you go to the New York Times, whether you go to Fox, you will see when you start looking at some of the most heinous crimes that are being committed in this country right now, the pictures will tell you all that you need to know. That there is a problem in a certain subset of our population. There's another one of these stories today. Daily Mail. The man accused of killing an Illinois police officer in cold blood last week was wanted for battery and had been arrested 21 times and charged with 43 crimes in the last seven years. Darius Sullivan, 25. So wait a minute. A 25-year-old, a 25-year-old male had been arrested 21 times and charged with 43 crimes just in his last seven years. He was arrested for the murder of Bradley Police Sergeant Marlene Ritmatic on December 29th. He has a lengthy rap sheet for various crimes before he's been charged burglary, possession of stolen firearms, criminal damage to government property, theft, resisting arrest, all the things that this new mayor, by the way, new district attorney in in New York wants to give a pass on, driving while under the influence and charged with battery. Many of his cases were still open when he gunned down Police Sergeant Marlene Redmatic, and he and his partner, a 26-year-old woman, Zandria Harris, did this. The, the police officer was pleading for her life. She's telling them they took her gun. You don't have to do this. You don't have to do this. They did it anyway. He's, um, this guy has been charged so many times. And yet he gets probation, gets released, more probation for this, that, and the other. No one takes it seriously. And now a police officer is dead. And he stand, he's, he's got a picture in here. Oh, he's sitting in there with his little hoodie, you know, hair all dreaded up, looking like, yes, yeah, so what? I've been busted, murdered this time. I'll get out of it. So what? I murdered a cop. And this is all part of this culture, this never-ending culture that the street life is a good life. <sighs> and the man that has been elected to become New York, Manhattan's new district attorney wants more of this. He doesn't want less of this. He wants more of it. Where are we going on the phones, Rich? All right, James, let us head over to the fabulous borough of Brooklyn and speak with Mike. Hi, Mike. Welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. How you doing, Bo? Listen, Bo, I'm 28 years on NYPD. Somebody's got to tell me. Society's got to tell us. What do you want me to do? I go to a job, an armed robbery. The perp comes out. He's got a gun. 
Maybe he's got it in his pants at this stage. He doesn't want to be seen on the street. I tell him, drop the weapon. We know you have a weapon. Drop it. Puts his hand in. He takes the piece out. He points it at me. Now, am I going to be judged by 12? Or am I going to be carried by 6? Or am I going to walk away and say, have a nice day? Somebody's got to tell us what to do. We have no guidance. We have a patrol manual we follow. Do I do I do I light them up? Do I walk away? What am I going to do? Here's the first thing, Mike, that I'm going to suggest that you and every other law enforcement officer does. You figure out how to get home to your family every night as safely as you can get. That's number one. Because this district attorney has just shown total callousness and disregard for your function as a police officer. If you're, well, now you're in Brooklyn, maybe. Are you, do you work in Brooklyn or do you work in Manhattan? No, I work in Brooklyn. Well, then, you know, your life may be okay. This foolishness is only going to happen in Manhattan. You may be expected to still follow the law and arrest the perps in Brooklyn. And but you wait till the... Well, I, don't mean, I, don't, I don't want to interrupt you, but the problem is the perp doesn't know boundaries. Oh, I know, but the perps is smart. Let me tell you something. These perps are already figuring out in Queens, Brooklyn, Staten Island, the Bronx, they're already figuring out, hey... How do we get into Manhattan so we can go on a robbery spree and not get busted for it? There's already chatter among the criminal class. But I'm going to take your point very seriously. What are you supposed to do? You are supposed to go home safe every night to your family. That's number one. And you're supposed to, yes, protect the people of New York, and ideally that's what you're going to do. But you have got to assume that the Democrat Party, as constituted today, could care less about you as a law enforcement. He's saying it. Did, did This guy, Alvin Bragg, is demanding that his fellow prosecutors look to see how they can make life easier for criminals and look at the impact that throwing them in jail would have. Look at the impact it would have on their ability to get into a nice place to live later. This is insanity. So you do have to, yes, protect yourself. Make sure you get home to your loving family every night. And do your best to continue to protect us, the people of New York, while we work through this looniness. Thank you, Mike. Where are we going next? We're going to go next to White Plains and speak with Drew. Drew, welcome, WABC. Hey, how's it going, boy? How's it going? Glad you're back. Hope you enjoyed your vacation. Listen, Mr. Bragg, I've known for over 20 years. He's been my Sunday school teacher when I was young at Abyssinian Baptist Church. Um, He's been totally villainized by the media, and I don't like it. The reason why he even put this out is because he said he wants to stop focusing on low-level crimes and he wants to go after certain serious crimes. 
Okay. But does that negate the fact that he's single-handedly saying he's going to upturn the way that law is being handled in New York? And, you know, look, I, I made it a point to say I don't know him and I didn't want to make this personal. And I don't want to vilify him personally. But I'm saying his policies are radically dangerous. Well, I think people need to give it a chance to work. The thing is, he's coming and talking about some heavy things. You know, he specifically said he was going to specifically himself take on the Trump case. Now, that's a big step for any DA to try to go after a former president. Now, whether you like Donald Trump, hate him, whatever the case is, love him. the evidence will come out. So, in other words, he's another total political hack, is what you're telling now, me. That being a bubble, I can't agree with that because this is one of the bigger cases that was in the Manhattan. What court. case? There is no case. We haven't even saw the evidence to say if it is or if it isn't. If nothing comes about the case, then we'll know it was a witch hunt. If something does come about the case and they produce some type of evidence, you know, that's that. But the whole point is for him to even step out there and say that unless you know that he's going after certain type of cases. He said he was going to make it. He's going he's putting in a special unit for violent crimes. And for sex offense crimes, he said he's going especially hard on that. He also made a point that 80% of the crimes prosecuted in the Manhattan um, courthouse were for misdemeanors. He's saying, why are prosecutors wasting their time with certain things when we should be going after real crime? And then the whole thing is about stopping a revolving door. Everybody, and I'm not talking about you, always has something to say about the community from the outside. This man is living in the community. He still lives in Harlem. He still goes to Abyssinian every Sunday. This is a part of his life. He's not a carpetbagger. He's not a latte liberal. He's not a limousine liberal. He's in the community. He knows the needs of the community. We know about heavy-handed policing. He's not saying, oh, we're going to get rid of the police altogether. No. He's just saying, listen, real crime is going to be addressed. Other things we're going to try to do more than just address it. We're going to try to break this system so young men, like you said, with this whole culture of going in and out of jail, young African-American men, we can just stop it and start breaking it completely. I think that's the bigger picture. And I frankly couldn't be more happy and delighted that a prosecutor is finally saying that because guess what? This is about a culture. It's about ignorance. You know what I mean? Why are we making the people who are foolish and, and, and posting ignorance, why are we making them more delightful than the intelligent, the, the wealthy, the African-Americans who have done good for themselves? You know, not to drag this on, but one of the things that had disturbed me during the mayoral election, I don't know if you saw it, um, the first one that WABC hosted was when Dominic Carter was hosting the um, debate where certain Democrats was there. I, it disgusted me when Maya Wiley asked Ray McGuire, oh, you need to put out your tax returns. Why does he need to put out his tax returns? Why are you villainizing this man, this African-American man who came up in the ranks, became a big-time guy on Wall Street and sent the ladder back down for other people to come up on Wall Street that look like him? You know? Him Drew, and yeah, I don't want to get too far off course here, Drew, but I want to say something to you. You are an invaluable caller. Um, one of the reasons I let you go is because you, you were, you are able to bring us all a perspective that we do not get. The fact that you said that Alvin Bragg was your Sunday school teacher. You know this man. 
and you have faith in what he's saying he wants to do. Now, I'm not going along with it all. I think there are still some very serious questions that he has to answer. Because these things that he's talking, some of these things he's talking about doing are just going to produce more crime. They're not going to produce less crime. We've, we've seen this at work in other cities. But I think you have answered a lot about his motivation and what could be his motivation. And so I want you to call us back. This discussion is just getting underway, Drew. So thank you. Your contributions to this show are, are is incredible, Drew, and we thank you very much. James Golden, A.K. Snurley, back with you after this. Now, here's the soul of excellence. James Golden, A.K.A. Bo Snurley, on 77 WABC. W-A-B-C. Talk Radio 77. James Golden with you. Tomorrow is going to be all day long. January 6th at nauseum. Uh, let's head back to the telephones. <laughs> Rich, where do we go? Let's go up to Westchester and speak with Rip. Hello, Rip. WABC Talk Radio 77, James Golden. Hi, James. Uh, I would like to make two suggestions. And if you like the first one, I want you to pass it on to the other radio personalities so they can share it with their audience. The first suggestion is that we refer to January 6th to be in remembrance of Ashley Babbitt Day. Why would we do that? Why would I do that? Why would I do that? Why, why in the world would I do that? Because this way we could take back that day instead of them calling it insurrection. No, you know what it is. Look, I, look and I appreciate the fact that there was no justice for Ashley Babbitt. But Ashley Babbitt was not a hero. And I'm just to say it loud and clear, not a hero. The people that were going into the Capitol were breaking the law. And I am so sick of trying to defend the indefensible. There was no excuse for what took place January 6th in our nation's capital at all. That said, she should not have been murdered. And the fact that there is no accountability for her death is astounding. Just one of the things that is astounding to not just me, but to many people uh, as we looked at for so-called justice. You know, liberals are hyping this whole January 6th thing out of control, and tomorrow is going to be at nauseum. All they want to do is use it as a weapon to pulverize Trump supporters, to, to badmouth Donald Trump. They've been going at this thing now for a month. And tomorrow it will be January 6th all day long at nauseum. How awful Trump supporters are, how awful Trump is, what a threat to democracy we all are, and all the rest of that. But the last thing that I'm going to do is start demanding to make someone a hero who is not a hero. And I know that that's going to tick off a lot of you, and I'm very sorry for that, but that's the way I feel, and I'm not changing. She was not a hero, and she should not have been in that building in the first place. Period. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdly. Let's go to the phones again. Where shall we go, Rich? We will go over to New York City and say hi to John. John, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. 
Hi, James. How you doing? And uh, I love your show. I just wanted to say um, that whole thing yesterday when he gave that speech and you did a great explanation of it. And then Eric Adams' reaction, it appeared, to, it occurred to me that it seemed like a setup. Like they must have talked about that before. It just seemed to me like, you know, um, a, a rope-a-dope situation where basically um, that was the plan. But I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Where are the black the black conservatives? Because when I listen to you every day and I listen to Dominic Carter, the greatest hope not only for the black community but for America would be for black conservatives to stand up and grab these guys by the neck and say, "Knock it off, man! Come on, knock it off!" I mean, well, I think that uh, look and thank you, Dominic. By the way, for sitting in for me, Dominic is awesome, isn't he? He's he just he says it the way it is, and there's so many black conservatives out here in the country now. Black conservatives are rising, and you're going to be seeing more of them in coming generations, but you're going to be seeing more conservatives, activists, kids, college kids, who are actively now not just conservative, but conservative activists. And by the way, all of that is the legacy of one man, Rush Limbaugh. So um, you'll see a lot more of people that are conservative stepping up in these kind of situations. Where are we going next, Rich? We're headed back out to the island to speak with Isabel. Isabel, welcome to WABC. How are you? Hi. Hi, uh, James. Um, real quick, James. Listen, this this guy, Drew, that keeps calling, trying to make excuses. I want to tell you, you know, James, I grew up in South Jamaica, Queens. I, re- I know already about these churches. I don't ever expect the NYPD to reform young black men. That starts at home. And at church, the church has failed the black community, bottom line. So I don't want to hear this guy come, calling again, trying to make excuses for Alvin, you know, brags and whatever. I, listen, right now in the city, Manhattan needs to be safe. I know that I'm afraid. I have two sons who go into the city a lot, and I'm afraid for them. So I don't know where this guy is coming from about this. No, I have no excuses. NYPD cannot reform young black men. That starts at home, period. That's Thank the you. way I was raised, and that's the way it's supposed to be. And you grew, you said you grew up in South Jamaica? Yes, I did. I grew up in South Jamaica. I know exactly what you're talking about, okay? And you are absolutely right when you say that um, that this reform has to happen at home and has to happen inside. The, but, I see, I don't think that the church has failed young black men. I think it is this new culture that has failed to be for the church what it used to be. We used to inspire, you know, and you, you find some churches in in New York that are still so active in making the neighborhoods better. And if they weren't there, these neighborhoods would just be totally destroyed. But it is obvious that black Americans in these cities are at a crisis moment and things cannot go on the way that you cannot go on culturally giving your approval to criminalizing to saying that criminal behavior is okay. And it is a good way of life. You can't continue like this. You can't continue accepting failures in education and accepting that hundreds of thousands Millions of black children should be undereducated. You cannot go on and continue to think that this is good for America. 
or good for these cities. You cannot go on and think that this street life, which we continue to glorify, is anything but disastrous. It is immoral. It is reprehensible. It has to stop being celebrated inside the black culture. Failure to educate oneself has to stop being acceptable. The idea that it's okay to talk ebonics and you talk all this nonsense that only you and your friends can understand, but when you go out to a real job, you can't even put 10 sentences together to form a paragraph that makes you articulate. This kind of stuff has to stop. And it has to stop from black families. She's absolutely right. This is where it's going to stop. Inside black families who say enough of this. We have to take our own culture back. And it has to happen. And and this, some of these things, I happen to love Drew. Drew gives us a different perspective. I'm going to invite him to keep calling Isabel, just like I'm going to invite you to keep calling. I'd love for you two to talk to each other one day. Because I think that we need to have a real serious, hardcore discussion on how we turn around this culture that is ruining so many lives in every single blue city across the United States. Every single blue city is suffering the same thing. And yet, what does the Democrat Party do about it? Nothing. They don't even address it. The only thing they say is, ooh, we need more welfare money. We need more welfare money. That's the Democrat Party's answer to everything. We need more welfare money. Now, these are problems, folks, that have to be addressed if America is going to remain the greatest nation on earth. And we are. This is James Golden. WABC Talk Radio 77. We are the crown jewel of American radio. I'll be back tomorrow with you. We are New York. We are New York strong. We will be New York strong despite this latest district attorney. New York, the greatest city in the world. America, the greatest nation humanity has ever witnessed. May God protect and bless you and your families. I'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye.